Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I have dry balls. Balls so dry. Like dust. Suck my balls, suck my balls. You must suck my golf balls. Mommy? Yes? Suck my balls. You got a lot of growing up to do, buddy. Suck my balls. Sorry I'm different, but you can just suck my clit and my balls. You know what? You know what? That one. <laughs> suck my clit and balls. I don't have to suck your balls. Before this day is over, you will suck my balls. Suck my balls, fat ass. I will. I will suck your balls, cow. And I will get down on my knee and I will suck your balls. I'll suck them drag, cow. Suck my balls, cow. Well, excuse my French, Mrs. Marsh, but you can suck my fat, hairy balls. Suck my big balls and your hairy butt balls. Suck your big balls and your hairy balls. Your hairy, hairy butt balls. What is that? It's my balls. God damn it, cousin. How would you like to suck my balls? What did you say? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Actually, what I said was... How would you like to suck my balls, Mr. Garrison? Holy shit, dude. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Suck My Balls, a South Park review. I'm your host on the scene of the area. is cleaning. I'm lighting up that green, ya boy, MSG. Each and every week, me and my amigos like to, you know, have you come on down to our house and, uh, you know, play a little, little tune for you, as well as we hope you exit feeling great and enlightened by our... Uh, uh. Oh, fuck yeah. Suck my balls podcast. As we got the brand new Roadcaster Pro here set up, we are sponsored, of course, by thebakeboysclub.com. You can check them out at thebakeboysclub.com. Check out all their fine apparel. And use the code SUCKMYBALLSPOD and you'll save 15% off each and every week. I am joined by my two co-hosts who just decided to have an orgy last weekend as they uh, hung out all weekend in Arizona. <laughs> but first step to the scene. His mic is muted, but he's ready to rock and roll. He's my boy. He's all the way from the West in Arizona, and he's going to take the test. And I got something uh, I got something planned for him. Uh, we cannot hear you, Scoop. Oh, that's because I was whispering. There we I go. Gonna, I was going to start getting loud here. Here we go. Scoop is, scoop is, scoop is, scoop Jackson, what's up, buddy? Fucking eating some green crayons as I'm watching the stonks go up. To hear, I know Joe is extremely upset that I just played that song because he hates that song. But <laughs> I've been waiting to get this broadcaster pro to put that on the board. They wait to do that. Sorry. All right. That being said, of course, my other co-host, he is uh, back from his trip across to the West to deliver you the pro wrestling's finest. And uh, hopefully you'll, you know, buy a ticket next time and come smoke with him and the rest. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up. My boy Joe. 
Uh, it's nice to be here and for anyone actually listening like scoop and i only hang out maybe an hour like if anyone's hung out with me you know that is not long enough for me to get into an orgy i'm like all about that tantric sex like sting oh okay that's yeah cool. that's what i'm talking about you gotta break joe down i've been putting right. in work, ladies and gentlemen i think i could get joe in an orgy with me that's a chicks not, not together i mean if you want to do that too that's no, that's yo it's 2021 i'm i'm all about them energies like fuck genders oh, oh, oh. <laughs> well guys we're back for another edition of suck my balls podcast and we're excited of course because i got this roadcaster pro so we're going to be able to do a lot of fun things here uh in regards to uh editing and for me and just inserting the drops and the clips a, a lot easier so uh, I hope you're all ready. I hope you everybody's. Uh, I mean, I know I'm ready. I've gotten ready this morning. I. I'll just use my special and we'll get ready to rock and roll, and uh, we'll get this episode started. But how are you boys doing today? You guys hung out in Arizona. What was that like? That was the first time hanging out. Did you guys go get ice cream? Take a long walk on the boardwalk? I mean, we you guys played do? Tummy Swords. Tummy Swords. Um, yeah, we played Tummy Swords. <laughs> uh, we drove down to the store. Did what people do at those stores where you have to be 21 or older to buy their wares. And then, yeah, it was, you saw the picture. You know, you saw the picture. You saw our eyes. You know what happened. <laughs> well, that's Instagram and Twitter. And I put it on Facebook and the big boys liked it. They thought it was cool. Uh, where it was Scoop and uh, Joe um, in a picture. And I was proud of them. They had their shirts on. And somebody thought about the, uh, like the picture itself. The general ambiance of it and put some uh, cannabis plants in it. The picture, not weed, because weed is what you smoke. These are just cannabis plants uh, in the picture, and it was pretty cool. I liked it. It's pretty sweet. I was like, I'm proud of these guys. They did it. They fucking did it. <laughs> we, we had him believing we didn't take a picture there for about two minutes, and I could feel the rage from a thousand miles away. <laughs> there wasn't rage. It was more like a fatherly disappointment. Like, hmm. God damn it. I didn't even take a picture. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Disappointed. Diabetes. <laughs> I mean, at that point, I'm just thinking. I hate you again. <laughs> I hate you again. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's get into today's episode, guys, of Suck My Balls, episode 66. We want to, of course, shout out our uh, previous guest as well, Joe Atherd. Thank you so much for coming on. It was a fun time. I went back and listened to uh, you know the full podcast, and uh, I thought it, I thought it turned out really great. So I, I don't know about what you guys thought, but I thought it was awesome. This episode? I'm saying the last episode, uh, Joe. Yes. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was That's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. Like, <clears throat> it definitely made up for how shitty the episode itself is. Right. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Well, I just hope that uh, people go back and enjoy it. I forgot to put out a picture about it, so definitely go back and check out the episode 
not to, I'm sorry, not the Joe Attitude. I forgot to put a picture with the Helen Keller one the week before. So I just want to make sure that I'm promoting it properly this week. Hey, go check out our previous episode as well. But it is video. So go back and check out if you want to see our beautiful faces with Joe Athers all set up right there on uh, YouTube itself. Well, well, guys, we're getting back in to another edition of Suck My Balls, a South Park review. It's uh, Bat Camp, which is the 15th episode of season four and the 63rd overall episode of South Park. It aired on Comedy Central on December the 6th, 2000. Cartman is going to be shocked here as he's going to be, well, he's going to be brought in, guys, to an intervention. And uh, they're going to send him to fat camp, or weight loss camp, as they like to in earlier on of the episode. And Kenny becomes a reality TV star. So we open up, right? So we're at the school. Uh, you know, the kids are there. Uh, and they're, they're excited because they're going to dissect a... Uh, you know, I guess, uh, what is it, an animal, a manatee? Do you guys yes. remember? You guys remember? Yeah, it's a manatee. Yeah, the endangered manatee. Endangered manatees, that's right. So did you guys ever do the dissection shit? Like the frogs or the rats or the owls, the dead owl carcass thing? I don't know if you guys remember doing that one. Uh, yeah, we did owl pelts. Um, we did uh, earthworms and frogs. Yeah, I dissected a worm, a frog, and uh, something else. Can't remember. So I never got to do the, the frog. I think I either wasn't in that class that year, or I just had moved on to a different class. I did the Alpel, and uh, we did something else. I don't know, but I never got to do the frog. I think by the time it was offered to me, it would have been like I was a senior in high school, and I don't think I took that class. Like I think I'd already completed all my science requirements. And I was doing other shit. So never got to do the frog. I'm kind of happy because I never really wanted to dissect a frog in this place. But the kids, well, the kids were excited here, guys. Now, what we are going to dissect today is the West Indian manatee. Manatees are mammals that live in the oceans and are often called the gentle cloud. Uh, Mr. Klendick, aren't manatees endangered? They sure are, Wendy. And that's why we must learn what's inside them. must <laughs> learn what's inside them. That makes no sense. You would think as a teacher right away, you're looking at these manatees like, maybe they, maybe they shouldn't be here. Like, I, we were supposed to, like, dissect frogs. Like, like not openly, like, readily, willingly. Like, all right, let's go ahead and dissect them. Like, she was fucking ready. Like, all right, let's get, some, let's get dirty. Let's kill some endangered species. Some endangered species. So much so that she does. She kills one right in front of the class, in front of the boys. So she kills off the manatee right there in the class in front of others. <laughs> oh, man. So so uh, while that's going on, uh, the boys wonder, that being Stan and Kyle, where's Cartman? So Cartman is at home, obviously, you know, chilling, hanging out, and because uh, he's not at school, which, you know, you think maybe he got out of school, right? Uh, maybe his mom let him stay home. That's what you kind of think early on, Seth. But he's just, like, perked up, hanging out on the couch, watching Terrence and Philip. Hey man, I know where this is going. And then uh, you know, there's a fart joke there. Asks his mom if she could cook him up something to lick. Um, and so he goes into the kitchen. Joe, do you know what song Cartman was humming here? It seems to be something. Um, yeah, it's actually the same song that uh, Token sings when Token becomes a huge singer. It is "You'll Never Find Another Love Like Mine" by Lou Rawls. 
And never love like mine. Someone who loves you. Someone who loves you. Yeah. Which, when Token sang it, they actually just used the recording of Lou Rawls. This time, it's actually Cartman singing it. I just like how he's like making his pop tart and butters and cocoa snack. Like yeah. I admit, I've seen this episode multiple times, and that is still something I have yet to try. Scoop, I'm gonna make it. Yo, you ever tried a pop tart cocoa sandwich? A, a pop tart what? Pop tart buttery cocoa sandwich. Uh, uh, no, I can't say that I have. I'm trying to remember what. It doesn't sound very good. What he did is he took two pop tarts, took some cocoa, he took some butter, then he took some cocoa powder, put that all over the plate, put the butter and the cocoa powder on the plate. He puts the puts it in the microwave, waits for it to melt. When it comes out, then he smushes it together. So you get like buttery, a chocolate butter, I guess if you will, mixed between your pop tarts and makes like a pop tart sandwich. And my God, as I continue to describe this, I'm kind of want one now. I did it. I got chocolate syrup anyway. Uh, so Cartman was allowed to stay home, and you know, he, no, to no avail. He doesn't even ask the question why. Why do I get to stay home? You know, he just stays home. Well, after coming out of the kitchen, guys, he walks into an intervention. Everybody's in the living room. You got uh, Mr. Garrison, you got Mr. Maggie, a couple uh, the doctor, his mom, the principal, right? A couple other looks like maybe some other odds and end people there. And he's just Cartman's just shocked, right? We believe that you might have a problem. You're goddamn right I have a problem. Terrence and Philip is on and I don't have anywhere to sit. Now what the hell is this? It's called intervention, Eric. Your friends and I have all chipped in and we're going to send you up to a weight management retreat. Fat camp? Yes, fat camp. All right, I don't know who the hell put you all up to this, but I am sure as hell not going to any gay-ass fat camp. Now, Eric, all these people came here and paid to send you to camp because they care about you. Yeah, except for me. I just wanted to see the look on your face when they told you. <laughs> I flipped that part just to get to that that punchline right there. <laughs> I just wanted to see the look on your face when they told you. Um, I have it. I mean, all three. Let's be honest, guys. Three of us. While me, we'll, we'll exclude Ian here. While me and Joe may not be in the fittest of shapes at times over the course of our lives, I can probably confidently say that me and Joe have never been obese in any form or fashion, or even you know. We've never really had to rationally think about how we eat. I mean, as we've gotten older, we've probably started to do that a little bit more subconsciously. But realistically, uh, for the greater portion of our lives, we've not really thought about how we eat and whatnot. Where, so I don't, I can't really empathize or sympathize here. And I'm sure it's it's a little bit harder for me. And Joe, uh, Scoop, do you know? I mean, I don't know what your adolescence was like at a younger age. But I mean, were you at any point heavy enough, or did you know anybody enough to where they, you know, somebody went to fat camp? <laughs> Sorry, weight management camp? No, I'm, I never knew anybody that went to that, and I never had a problem with it. I was never a hefty kid. I was always lean, mean, and full of protein. Out there on the farm, lifting up logs, throwing them, everything. Texas, Texas, 100% open. That's right. Goddamn governors, open up the state, Joe. Hear that? Oh, wow, wait. Out Lots here or Texas? Texas? Last night, an executive order was issued down by the governor of Texas. To- oh, yeah, yeah. I heard about Craig Abbott. They don't, they don't have to wear masks. And the mask mandate's gone. They don't have to wear masks anymore. So that's a good sign because if that state does it, then eventually other states are going to start following suit. You know what I mean? It's going to take a while for us, though, because we're in liberal Colorado. Well, not all of liberal Colorado, but it's run by liberals, as you've pointed out on previous podcasts. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no meat holiday coming up on March twentieth. Uh, that's yeah. Oh, you didn't hear about that either. What? Pol like Governor Polis because you know he's vegan or whatever made a vegetarian holiday across the state on March twentieth. That means I don't know. It's just like Colorado Vegan Day. Oh, okay, so basically, we should go outside, me and you together. We should just walk around with like large fucking turkey legs looking at people. Happy Vibes Day, bitch. Yeah, I'm with it, dude. I am down. Turkey is cheap right now. It is March. I can make a good one. Goddamn good one, I'll tell you what. Well, so Cartman upset. You know, he, he's got to go to weight management camp. So he, <laughs> management camp. it's interesting because in this story, they kind of do give us one full story it is about one thing but they do give us the side story here and the side story starts off with kyle and stan and how it starts off it was with kenny now this is great guys after four episodes of no kenny the creator of south park realized okay we gotta fucking do something and they gave us a very strong crazy kenny episode which we'll, we'll get into later but first off it starts off in the classroom hey kenny how much for you to eat this oh Google, i'll give you 10 bucks to eat it i'll throw in five and so apparently there's been a <laughs> The manatees were meant to go to the Denver Shelter Aquarium, and the frogs were meant to come here. Oh, dear. I'll throw in a dog. I've got three. Come on, dude. All you got to do is eat it really fast. 41 bucks. Oh! <laughs> he did it. All right, children. Uh, let's get back in our seats. Uh, we are now going to put the manatees back together. <laughs> so there's a lot to unpack a little bit there. Joe, you look like you wanted to jump in there. What were you going to say? I mean, I was going to bring it up at the end now, but it just clicked on me that Principal Victoria is in two places at the same time. She's at the Cartman intervention while also telling Chokes on Dick that they got to bring the manatees back. As we find out in the later seasons, she does seem to be some sort of enigma. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, I think this was just like them being fucked up and making a mistake because they were, you know, high. But man, like yeah, that was it literally just clicked on me. <laughs> I'm like, that's, wait a minute. Think about it. I mean, I, I kind of now that you point it out, yeah, it's definitely a factual based argument that she was able to shapeshift into two different places at once or it was like she ran away from the i mean if you want to logically think the intervention scene did come back before the school scene so you could make the argument that she ran i don't know how she'd get back so fast right i mean i would figure they were happening concurrently but it could have been later in the day but realistically we know it wasn't later in the day because yeah you're right because like the scene that came back to the classroom they hadn't even started cutting open yet they were paying kenny to open up stuff and then eat stuff right yeah it's a good point it's a good point well unfortunately for cartman he's got to go to fat camp guys and this is probably one of my best drops that i've been waiting to get i've been waiting to <laughs> hello camper my name is rick how are you doing well i'm pissed up rick how are you i'm doing great why don't you come on out and we'll get you oriented i'll take care of him from here ma'am oh well goodbye sweetie don't touch me Eric, this is the beginning of a whole new life for you. I just love that drop. Uh, Hello, camper. My name is Rick. How are you doing? Well, I'm pissed off, Rick. How are you? Well, I'm pissed off, Rick. How are you? I love that. Yeah, it, it's great. So Carmen arrives at fat camp. Sorry, weight loss camp. 
I'm just gonna call it Fat Cam. That's the name of it. Yeah. So, so Carmen arrives with Fat Cam. <laughs> and you know, uh he's he's kind of getting acclimated first, right? And he's kind of trying to understand what's going on. It's you know, it's a bit of a shock, right? But he ends up in a orientation, and the orientation is hilarious. Over the next few weeks, we're gonna learn that losing weight is fun, right, gang? Right. Wait a second. Do you kids hear something? Well, I could have swore that. Roar! Oh, no, kids. It's glutinous fat. I'm going to take over your body and make you slow. Oh, what am I do? Wait, I know. I can knock it out with exercise and proper diet. Oh, no. Exercise and proper diet have killed me. I guess we took care of that bad old fat, didn't we, kids? Yeah. Well, hold on a second, because that glutinous fat was really our good friend, Susan, who's another weight counselor. <laughs> it was a lady in a costume. <laughs> Wish somebody put this retard out of his misery. <laughs> <laughs> Wrecked. It was a lady in a costume. <laughs> oh, that was one of the best parts of this episode. Wish <laughs> anybody put that retard out of his misery. <laughs> Oh, fucking Kirby's hysterical. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, okay. So I didn't clip this part out, but back on the playground now, Kyle, uh, Kenny, right? He's outside after making $41 <laughs> eating the manatee shit. And after Mrs. Chokes on Dick walking back, now we're going to put the manatees back together. <laughs> so now he's out on the playground and he's not feeling good, right? So he throws up. And then stands like, well, at least you got it out of you. And then somebody butters or he was Clyde. So I was like, I'll pay, I'll pay you five bucks to eat your vomit. And then everybody just starts chipping in and butters like, I got this thermos you could scoop the vomit up with. So he scoops it up, 19 bucks. So he eats the fucking thing. So in the span of one morning, I just got to give it up to Kenny. You know, Kenny made what, $70, like just doing some shit. And for a poor kid, I'm not parking Like, he made some good money. Mm-hmm. I'm not here, sir. All right, so before we move on, Scoop, you are a fitness guy. Uh, were those tips uh, accurate? Or I mean, I saw you laughing. What did you think of the uh, health and fitness guru there? No, that's pretty accurate. That's pretty accurate. Proper diet and exercise. That will get rid of the fat anytime. Yeah, there you go. I mean, even if like I, I mean, I everyone's got different diets too, right? Which is great. So you can all create a diet what works for you around your body, whether you seek out a nutritionist or you like Scoop and you studied. But I mean, even if Scoop didn't want Scoop's the kind of guy though that he'll just study something and then if he gets bored with it, he'll leave it. But if he doesn't get bored with it, he just it's a habit. So I bet you Scoop doesn't even think you don't even think about how you eat at this point. It's just natural for you. Like unless it's like something super sweet where you're like, oh, that's going to hurt me tomorrow or something like that. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, I've fucking been around Scoop like a man of creature when it comes to Scoop. Got to eat these carbs. Got to eat these protein. Drink this. You're ready to go. You're like, mm-hmm. after that, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, Scoop, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> I was surprised he had Mountain Dew. Well, yeah, he's got to see Jack, bro. I'm dead, bro. Diet double D. Diet double triple D. So Cartman now frustrated back at fan camp. Fan camp. Uh, he, they got their first meal. It was like some carrots, and twigs, or whatever. 
and they bring out some soybean pudding. And Cartman's like, God damn it. I, I can't, I, I just, I can't do this anymore, right? So here's the clip. Oh, you've got to eat your soybean pudding. Take it. I can't eat this crap. Me neither. I have to have sugar. I'm going to die. Yeah, well, when I was in prison, we used to sneak stuff in by hiding it up our ass. I've got to fudge <laughs> up my ass. You want some? Yeah, I'm not falling for that one again. <laughs> <laughs> not falling for that one again. God. Damn it, Cartman. <laughs> right, so he's not going to fall for the fudgems thing there. And unfortunately for the rest of the fat camp, not ha- Cartman not having candy is definitely going to be a detriment to all of them as we soon find out. But overnight, this episode definitely like did a lot of jump scenes. Not that they, you know, it's not South Park and they only have 22 minutes to do it. But there definitely wasn't too much like buffer between the scenes because it was just immediately overnight that Cartman comes home. Like, he's a changed guy. Hey, dudes. Whoa. Don't believe it. Believe it, he lost 40 pounds at his fat camp. Eric, that's fantastic, good. Congratulations. How do you feel? I feel awesome. What the hell did they do with all the fat? There must have been enough to last an Eskimo family months. You know, Cap, there was a time when your fat jokes would have gotten to me. But now I'm totally slim and totally happy. In fact, I'd say I'm a little bit trimmer than you, fat boy. <laughs> Just kidding, Cap. I made some healthy tofu pudding to celebrate. Who wants some? Me, 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 me. Dude, I don't know if I'm going to like the new Eric Cartman. Did you like the old one? Good point. (laughs) (laughs) So for those not understanding, we'll we'll bring some more context here for you. Cartman overnight um, comes home and it makes it the, it appears that he's lost all his weight. And based on the previous scene where he was complaining about not wanting to eat, you would think, oh, maybe that was possible. Maybe Cartman did lose all this weight. But (laughs) Leanne pointed out there, he showed up overnight. He lost 41 pounds. I mean. That is a lot of weight to lose in an extremely short amount of time, correct, Ian? Overnight? Dude, you'd probably die if you didn't get liposuction. What if I went to the Colorado Denver specialist, uh, Sona Bella, and they took off the weight with the lasers? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I don't know how you would do it without some sort of liposuction or something. Have you seen those Sonabella commercials? Yeah, I've seen those. They like freeze it or melt it off or something. We totally glossed over Cartman's escape attempt from the fat camp, though, where he's trying to escape. He gets past the gate and like runs right into the ice cream truck right away. "Ah, I want a rocket pop. Would you like this one or this one in the back? What? (laughs) And, like, it, it, the rest of the campers are all in there, and they're just like, man, they always get us, whether it's the ice cream, cream truck or the taco stand. Right. And that, you're right, because that's what drives Cartman to break out, because then <clears throat> after the fat camp and the, the fat camp counselors are like, you guys aren't going anywhere until you leave. here. Yeah. Just do it like it's like a fucking internment camp, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, there's no escape. There's no escape. You're right. So that's right. That's what drives Cartman to then break out after, or again, or to to smuggle up his ass. Yeah. To create a scheme to create a double. So that way he could, well, if I can't leave, then I guess I'm going to make some fucking money, which is what we're going to find out here. Um, (laughs) So, yes, after uh, Cartman, if you will, uh, as you mentioned there, back in town now, he's, you know, he's, he's changed up his, uh, uh, what is it, look? You know what I mean? Like he's changed his. His, uh, 
how he feels and whatnot. It's it's a huge transformation, right? I mean, you kind of go through this difference point uh, from being largely obese to very skinny. And Kyle and Stan were very skeptical. <laughs> I don't blame them. Man, I do, do I, honestly. <laughs> uh, you know, acting out of ordinary, but what happens is, is Cartman comes back from Fat Camp, and after that Fat Camp appearance, he ends up on the, the hottest show in town, guys. One of the cult classic, biggest rating show, all 25 people are going to be tuning in every way, reappears on Jesus of Pals, right? So just like any talk show, any person on, in media who wants to take advantage of a, a story. So yes, yeah, so Kenny becomes a little bit of a superstar, right? He um, appears on the Jesus and Pals show, and this is because, of course, like any media show, any talk show, they want to take advantage of a hot story. And the hot story right now is Cartman initially, which is the weight loss. So he appears first, and the crowd does not really give a damn. They, they don't even clap for him, whereas Kenny, he's going to get a roaring audience, which I think is in, indicative of society itself. Back to our courageous story of a little boy's triumph over obesity. Eric, yay. You found that the spirit of the Lord inside you gave you strength. No, actually, I found a diet that totally works. A little boy who overcame the odds. Let's hear it for Eric Cartman. <laughs> well, our second guest tonight, a young man named Kenny McCormick, who is going to eat dog crap. Kenny? Never mind you talking, it's fine. <laughs> dog poop? <laughs> yeah. And then this part, like, they make it all epic with him putting the poop into his mouth. Oh! And he's, like, rotating on the platform. <laughs> Eric, yay. Yeah! Damn it, all I got was a little golf clap. <laughs> so, yes, Eric points it out there. All he got was a little golf clap, guys. He didn't get the the riveting response. Isn't that weird, though? You would, I mean, well, I guess it's not weird. It's America. I mean, people are like, oh, great, you lost a bunch of weight, cool. This guy's going to eat some dog shit! <laughs> right, yeah. It's, it's, it's very sad that people, we value um, others, I guess, um, uh, shortfalls. I mean, in this case, you're paying for it, but disgusting acts, shortfalls over the act of self-improvement and health. Right, Ian? I mean, am I, am I mm -hmm. wrong saying that? No, I'm not wrong saying that. I mean, do you feel, I mean, you, I'm, you've done personal training for, you know, I, this is 2021. I've known you since like what, 2012. So at least I, you've been doing this over a decade, for, at least in my knowledge. So I imagine you've dealt with people who maybe not as been as disciplined, who rack a discipline. Um, and maybe they don't see the overall benefits of the health. Maybe they're doing it for uh, notoriety, to look good, celebrity status, whatever it may be. Instant gratification has become a problem in today's society. It's like people, a lot of people think that once they start working out, like tomorrow they're going to see results and like tomorrow they're going to see big biceps or a nice chest or they're going to be able to, you know, bench press 500 pounds in a week. It's, I don't <laughs> Yeah, no, that's pretty accurate. Instant gratification. I think people don't want to work hard in today's day and age. They'd rather just get everything handed to them or become a thought on Instagram, whether you're a guy or a girl. I imagine I don't follow a lot of guys or girls taking their clothes off, but I imagine there's some pictures there of gentlemen. 
that are doing the same thing and women are thirsty as well. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, as Kyle and Stan find out from Jesus, or he's going to find out that Jesus is not happy, not happy with this situation here, guys. Because Kenny is only doing things that anybody could do for money. He's a prostitute. I'll pay him 50 bucks to eat someone else's vomit. You're yeah. Yeah. What's a prostitute? I don't know. Go to the school now with Chef here in the lunchroom. Hello there, children. Hey, Chef. Chef, what's a prostitute? Dad, nervous children, how come every time you come you got to be asking me questions I shouldn't be answering? Chef, what's a clitoris? What's a lesbian, Chef? How come they call it a rim job, Chef? <laughs> you just come in here and say, hi, Chef. Nice day, isn't it? Hi, Chef. Nice day, isn't it? It's you. <laughs> Thank you. Chef, what's a prostitute? Uh-uh. You children are going to get me in trouble with the principal again. <laughs> and as we'll find out later in this scene chef's gonna end up breaking it down what a prostitute is that's gonna be our outro song today guys is the prostitute song <laughs> but chef itself unfortunately they're always constantly getting those questions uh it, it being the uh the purveyor of uh sexual political uh racial uh information as his white crack mom and daddy or lack of daddy for carbon's sake here aren't willing to have those conversations. But Cartman walks in and Chef is shocked. Oh my God, Eric? That's right. So Eric uh, making the appearance is still that he's lost all this weight. So Chef breaks out in that song and dance and then it ends with Principal Victoria coming in. God damn it. God damn it, James Taylor. You can't be in the cafeteria here singing about prostitution to the children. These children tricked me. <laughs> God damn it, children. These children trick. They children trick me. It's so good, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. James Taylor, attitude is when you love. <laughs> oh my God, it's so good. It's, it's great. It's a great. It's a great uh, song. Origi- yeah. orig- original from them, of course, right? Uh, <laughs> so now uh, the big news coming out of uh, his last appearance i'm assuming kenny got an agent right he's somehow setting up events but now guys kenny is going to appear on pay-per-view and he's going to <laughs> he's, he's gonna like apparently wa- go up inside of a what is it miss crabtree's vagina um so uh, and then he's going to appear shortly thereafter that on the Howard Stern show. So let's go to that clip here. I think I've got it here. You guys, you have to check this tape out. Oh, that's right. So it starts off with uh, crazy. Uh, I, I, I don't want to skip over this. So originally, Kenny, this is what I like about this part. So you guys remember back, you know, late 90s, early 2000s, when you would pass around VHS tapes, whether it be Jackass, pro wrestling, porn, whatever it is, and you'd bring it in Bomb here. fights. Bum fights, right? Bum hey, go check this out, dude. I, I was a tape trader with pro wrestling, but like the first thing I discovered, kind of almost virally, like the original viral videos, where it's like, "Oh, guys, you gotta check this VHS out, this tape out." Was bum fights? Fights, and that was like eighth or ninth grade, I think. I want to say I was probably around that same time frame. I learned about right, like the the onset of the internet right because what people don't mm-hmm. for, our, for our younger listeners if we have any bum fights was a very early um hardcore uh bum fight it's really mm-hmm. what it is. they paid homeless people to fight in their movies so they'd find legitimate homeless people and then whether mm-hmm. they drunk or fucked up on drugs or they just gave them money 
and then these bums would fight and then they would sell it either for a monthly subscription, VHS, or eventually they started doing on were they were were they doing online pay-per-views before online pay-per-views was really a thing? I don't know if it was necessarily a pay-per-view, but they were like selling the videos online. I think it was one of the first things that they were able to like kind of set up a paywall for a video or something like that. Right. I mean them and porn, if you will. Porn Yeah. It's the evolution of the internet itself. Uh, that's why the internet really exists because people were watching porn and doing different the things. But the internet is for porn. The inter- so, uh, <laughs> um, so I don't want to skip over this as well. Back at fan camp, fat camp now, uh, we're going to find out that Cartman as well is, you know, he's become some sort of a legend. Um, but let's go to the Kenny clip here before we get that. Check this tape out. Hey, we're trying to study. Finals are tomorrow. No, dude, check this out. It's a video. This kid does all kinds of crazy stuff. Check it out. He jumped into a porta potty at a construction site and stayed there for four days. Whoa. Oh, gross. Sick. Awesome. <laughs> Get ready for the crazy Kenny show. Anything to himself for money. Crazy Kenny! Kenny, through the past weeks, we've seen you eat mice, pretend to kill newborn babies to shock their mothers, and wash your hair with battery acid. The question on all our minds is what are you gonna do next? (laughs) Oh, you heard him, folks. Kenny is going to give a sensual full body massage to his own grandfather. That sounds nasty. But yes, as we mentioned there, Kenny has now got his own TV show after the Jesus and Pals appearance. And, uh, you know, he's he's becoming his own uh, brand, right? Uh, so Cartman now, as we find out back at Fan Camp, Fat Camp, we find out that uh, we get the reveal, the big reveal here, guys. Cartman didn't lose weight. Uh, shocker, right? Cartman came up with a, a little old skating. That uh, <laughs> a little scheme, a little scheme where he would, <laughs> where he would, um, you know, set up his own fat camp store inside fat camp. So I guess we don't find, we don't really know how this happens. The relationship between this other kid, we know that this kid's a drug addict. So somehow Carmen through maybe through the gates, maybe throughout his walkabout, he met this drug addict next door in a drug rehab therapy and said, Hey, we can make a bunch of money. All you got to do is go back into town and pretend you're me and then come back to camp with the food and I'll sell it and we can split the profit or I'll cut you in. Right. Well, the kid uh, uh, on the onset after doing, when we find this out, he's like, Hey, I want to be bumped up. Like I'm doing all the work here. All you have to do is sit back here and sell the fucking candy. And if, <laughs> if Cartman is like, fine, I'll be at the 10%. And he's like, Nope, I'm out of here. Or he's like, I want 20%. Carmen's like, set my bows. So uh, he bumps him up to 20%. And now Cartman's got his own camp. And this is like, I think, one of the beginning evolutions even more of <clears throat> sales tactics here. I don't know what we're doing wrong, Susan. These kids aren't losing the... You just have to give them more time. They'll do it. They'll do it. They'll do it. All right, they're gone. The Cartman star is epic. 
two donuts and a pack of licorice, please. Two donuts and a pack of licorice. You got any pack of licorice? Yeah, Tony, the usual. <laughs> Why are you crying, Chad? Because I'm always going to be sad. I don't want to eat no sweets, but I can't control myself when they're right in front of me. <laughs> All my life, I've been fat. I've, I've been to seven camps, and I swore to my mama that I'd lose the weight. I want to, but I can't help myself. <laughs> hey, Chad, you know what you need? You need a friend. <laughs> I do? Yes, a chocolate friend. <laughs> Mr. Candy Bar does magic. I like you just the way you are. Look at how yummy and sweet he is. <laughs> Sparks fucked up. There you go. That'll just be four dollars. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. Fucking scoop. That's definitely an exploitation, right? Of one sweets. Yeah. Like, man, can you imagine if Scoop was in the gym holding chocolate bars while people are on the treadmill? I mean, that's probably an old systematic way to get somebody to run off their fat, but goddamn. You ever watch Dodgeball? <laughs> <laughs> what do you say there with the pizza? And he's like, oh, yeah. What does daddy want? He wants the pizza. And then he shocks his balls or his, or his nipples. <laughs> And we like start sticking it down his pants and he's like, yeah, yeah, the pizza. I swear that movie is the spiritual sequel to Heavyweight. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh. Here at Globo Jim, we're better than you and we know it. Global Jim Cobras. This is my, f- this is my fitness consigliere, Michelle. <laughs> Come on, Michelle. <laughs> Oh, man. So, yes, as you heard there, Cartman opened up his own fat camp and used great manipulation tactics there, his sales tactics. You know who's all your friend here, Mr. Chatterbone? That'll just be $4. <laughs> so he let, let him on with the manipulation and got his money out of it in the end. It's yeah. it's genius, and but it's it also really fucked is. up. It's really fucked up, though, too. It's exploitation, but that's not what most businesses you know, that's that's a fair point. It's exploiting a need. It's, it is exploiting a need. Yeah, sure. So we jump over this immediately, and, and I kind of jumped ahead earlier, but we find out that Kenny's going to have his own fucking pay-per-view special, guys. This week on Pay-Per-View, Crazy Kenny will crawl up into a woman's uterus. Crazy Kenny. Don't miss this once-in-a-lifetime event. Order now. All right, so we're back talking to three competing celebrities. Tom Green, Johnny Knoxville from MTV's Jackass, and Crazy Kenny. Hey, Howard. Crazy Kenny is here to promote his pay-per-view special this week where he will crawl up into a bus driver's uterus and stay there for six hours. Wow. Now, some people think that all you guys do is perform sick and disgusting acts for shock value and money, which makes you whores. But I'd like to prove them wrong. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to offer each of you $50,000 to give me oral sex right now. I'm in. Oh, fine. I'll do it for 40 then. 30, 20. Humble. Ooh, the kid says he'll do it for 10 bucks. Damn it, I'm out. Me too. I guess he is the biggest whore. All right, let's get going then. Can we cut the cameras? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, I'm a little disappointed in Kenny. He should have at least dropped to 10 grand, 5 grand or something. Really, showed right? him, really sold himself short there with $10. I, but that's how badly Kenny needs those 10 bucks too. Isn't and he- how much he will whore himself out. 
Does he really need the 10 bucks? No, though. He's got his own TV show. He's going to be on pay-per-view. I think he could have asked for a grant. I mean, I mean, but that's that hustle. That's that hustler mindset he has like 10, but like he, I guess he's a quantity over quality guy. Like he'd rather just do the, I don't know. As we find out later on in fucking, um, the prostitution sting, it's 50, 50 for a, a half and half and a hundred for a whole. So I, at least he could have charged 50 bucks. Kenny, come on. $10. You're right. Right. You're the market for the rest of the ring there on the streets. Kenny. Mm-hmm. Do we, car- do we have to explain for the, uh, youngins who Tom green is, or do we just tell them to Google it? Uh, I guess it'll explain. So Tom green guys, oh. he Daddy, was, would you like some sausage? started off. My mom is on your lips. Now, if I'm lucky, you might just give it a little kiss. So Tom Green is a comedian. It's hard to say. A Canadian. Canadian. Tongue twister. Canadian comedian. He's a Canadian comedian. And, you know, he got famous uh, during the early, late 90s, early 2000s, kind of around the, uh, I'd say the age of our early, late teenage years, depending on the variances of our ages, guys. But Tom Green used to do antics such as, you know, skits where he would be over-the-top, nasty, disgusting, outrageous stunts, right? Bit of a whore, as uh, Howard Stern does to kind of allude to the fact, because he's willing to do these crazy stunts uh, and get paid for it. Now, he did that. Then we took it up further with Johnny Knoxville from Jackass, where he took it to the ultimate extreme of what you might see of, if you've seen him on the internet, he's... uh, was the modern he was our version of the whoop whoop guy this is uh whatever guy whoop, whoop. superhuman <laughs> was our version of superhuman back in the day except johnny knoxville wasn't a trying to be a professional wrestler and b is not a a, a racist you know to be honest yeah, fuck be superhuman he's not, he's not a racist so um but and we didn't and he's also not a crazy insane clown posse not that there's nothing anything wrong with the, my, my fellow clowns whoop whoop i'm just saying he's the one that gives those clowns the bad name yeah, juggalos like, like, like that. Juggalos like that give juggalos a bad name. Exactly, he's a bad, he's a bad version of that juggalo. So, yeah. jugg- from all the juggalos I know, people give juggalos a bad name. Juggalos are the chillest motherfuckers ever. They'll sit oh. down, they'll get high with you, and then once you're in with their clique, they'll fucking ride or die for you. So, and I'm not. It's not even like a gang mentality. It's, it's more like a family, like a very mob men family. Yeah, mentality. it's a white version Wait. of a mob mentality. <laughs> <laughs> to be real, I mean, uh, it's, it's you know the Italians got the mob, the whites got the white. What about the whites? Uh, the whites got the juggalos, uh, you know, and other you know nationalities over the course of our history, whether it be the Black Panthers. I, I'm assuming there's the Yakuza, right? We can go on and on and about different nationalities and races and gangs that they have that are uh, you know have uh, historical. They all have their own Americas. Exactly. Exactly. So. <laughs> So from this now back to, back to the episode, Kenny, uh, he's a whore, you know, and he's going to go live on pay per view. Well, <laughs> unfortunately, at the fat camp, uh, the rest of the parents start to get on to the fact that their kids aren't losing any, uh, they're not losing any weight, right? To give kind of give you a preview, where one kid gets uh, taken out of fat camp, and the camp counselors are like, "Oh boy, uh, we, we got to do something here." And then we go back to the pay per view special with. I'm sorry, uh, with Crazy Kenny, and they're doing the rehearsal dress through, and it's found out in the rehearsal dress through that when Kenny doesn't appear, that Kenny's been arrested for giving a Hummer to Howard Stern. So he's in jail. He's in New York in the jail. Um, Kenny got locked up for prostitution, and when Kyle and Stan are sulking, 
the new or fake Cartman gives his, you know, uh, I think we learned something here today, guys. You know, we kept setting Katie up and you go high and high and just, you know, expecting him to reach in and you know, him failing. And then Kyle looks at him strangely and goes, you know, this has been bothering me the whole time. And he gets up and he pulls off Cartman's fake Cartman's hat to reveal a different hairstyle. And Kyle's like, I fucking knew it. You're not the real Cartman. <laughs> Even Cartman's like, I mean, Kyle's like, you know. I fucking hate Cartman, but you're not my fucking Cartman. What the fuck's going on? <laughs> right? So uh, the scheme now, little scheme that Kyle is cooked up and Stan is cooked up because Kenny is in jail is that, well, this guy's going to take over for fucking Kenny. He's going to have to go up inside the vagina and uh, he's going to have to rough take the – he's going to have to sit in Miss Crabtree's vagina for six hours live on pay-per-view. And while that happens, now we go back to the end of the fat camp. And the fat camp concludes with all the parents picking up their kids until finally one of the kids, uh, the Chad, he comes clean. It's time for me to be responsible for my own actions. Mom, Dad, we've been eating candy this whole time. Eric Cartman's been sneaking in junk food. Shut up, you half Chad. No, he's right. The counselor's been doing a good job. We've just been cheating. Yeah. I believe I can't lose the weight with exercise and proper diet. I don't want to make excuses no more. Me neither. Yeah. yeah. If you take us back, we promise we won't cheat. Well, it's all right with me, parents. Well, what the heck? Maybe when you're all done, you can teach me a thing or two, huh, son? You know, you guys are right. I'm sick of being a fat kid, too. I've been making excuses all my life. But I know deep down that if I took responsibility and really tried hard, if we all try together, well, we really can lose the weight. Oh, no, not you. You're not welcome here anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? Bye-bye. Lorex. Screw you, fat asses. <laughs> so that's <laughs> Pulls out a donut, starts crying over the fact that the fat can't reject him. You know, I kind of feel bad here. You know, they were really too. I get what their their thought probably was. Well, we can't let him back in now because what if he does it again? He's already shown to do it. But it kind of did feel like Cartman had a little bit of a moment there. Yeah, Joe. No, I think he was just trying to do his typical, I'm going to say what I have to to get out of trouble here and just continue being me. You don't I, think I thought that, the, no, I don't think he had, I don't think he had an epiphany. I don't think he had a moment of clarity or anything like that at all. No, I think that was Cartman being manipulative Cartman. Joe, do, I mean, sorry, Ian, do you think uh, him crying, that was him having some resolve, or that was Paul part of his shtick? Uh, it's hard to say. It's probably a little bit of both, you know? I think he was eating it because he got thrown out, banned, and found out. You know what I mean? But. Well, uh, after that, we go to the conclusion of the episode where they're like, three, two, one. All right, come on out, Kenny. And he's up in Miss uh, Crabtree's vagina. How you doing, Miss Crabtree? I feel great. I haven't had this much attention on me since I was in high school. Um, so, uh, and uh, she's got Kenny up in there, and then Kenny doesn't come out at the time. And they're like, Kenny, come on down. Come on out, Kenny. You notice, if you notice in the scene, too, the cameras were turned off, the monitors were off. I, I don't know why they didn't pay attention to the fact that Kenny was going to be dead here because they're like, Kenny, give, go and give him a little push, Miss Crabtree. So Miss Crabtree squirts out Kenny and comes out with, you know, purple ectoplasma type, um, whatever a baby's covered in. What's a cover baby covered Pl- Placenta. Placenta. Okay, there you go. Placenta. Uh, so it comes out in that placenta type goo 
And uh, they're like, Kenny McCormick died giving his life for you and your entertainment. We'll remember you, Kenny. Rest in peace. And Stan and Kai are like, oh, my God, they sort of killed Kenny. Yeah, you sort of guys are bastards. <laughs> because it wasn't the real Kenny, obviously. Kenny doesn't actually die in this episode, guys. He, uh, mm-hmm. he just, you know, fucking whatever. <laughs> he just does what he has to do, right? So. Yeah. Kenny's uh, died. And then all of a sudden, Mrs. Crabtree poofs out another kid. <laughs> and the announcer's like, who the hell's that? And that's how the episode ends. So that was the episode uh, there for you. I thought this was a fantastic episode. What did you guys think before we get into the rest of the stuff here? Did you, I mean. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, especially after the last couple leading up to it were kind of lame. So. Yeah, this was a nice recovery right. episode. Yeah, this one. And the next one is a nice recovery too, and then they go into fucking Christmas. But hey, uh, uh, Ian, uh, do you do you know know where I can get a cool T-shirt? Uh, yeah, actually, I do, my brother. Check it out at BakedBoysClub.com for all that apparel that you need. Big boys, big boys, yeah, BigBoysClub.com, guys. You can go there. For all your awesome like stuff. Yeah. And like you'll see some t-shirts and hats. Dude, they got this box. You get a mystery box. It's like 30 bucks, bro. And you get a bunch of t-shirts. Like baked boys. So like for all your apparel needs, go to baked boys dot big boys club. (laughs) Big boys club. And get yourself some stuff and you'll be baked. And if you use the code suck my balls pod you're gonna get 15% off your order so like even if you're baked and when you make an order we're gonna save you some money so visit the bigboysclub.com again that's the bigboysclub.com bigboysclub.com use the code suck my balls pod big boys not just a brand it's like a lifestyle and now we're gonna get into what did Kenny say? Oh, I don't know why we're dancing, guys. I just realized we're not on video. We have to fucking dance. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of What Did Kenny Say? Uh, and, uh, it's going to be a fun one. Joe, take it away. What did fucking oh. Kenny say? All right. The first scene is at South Park Elementary inside Chokes on Dick's classroom as they're getting ready to dissect the manatee. As uh, Scoop said, I didn't really do myself any favors here. I copied a lot of the dialogue leading up to what Kenny says. Uh, It is... They are getting ready to cut along the abdomen. Stan says, I can't do it, dude. Kyle tells him. Don't be such a baby. Takes the knife and then bluffs himself before offering the scalpel to Kenny. You do it, Kenny. Kenny says, nah At that point, Kyle says, come on, Kenny. I'll give you five bucks to do it. To which Kyle, five bucks, or Kenny, five bucks, grabs the knife and starts cutting away. Stan, too bad Cartman's missing this. He must be really sick. As they see the, as they cut out the spleen that Kenny has started, Kyle see, hey Kenny, how much for you to eat this, Kenny? I'm not eating that. Kyle, I'll give you ten bucks to eat it. Stan, I'll throw in five, and that's how they lead into that. 
we are skip down yeah 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 skip down i don't know why i copied all this um kenny has now thrown up the manatee spleen the kids all ew stan at least you got it out of your system kyle oh dude you can still see the spleen butters looks at him how much kenny what i'll give you five bucks to eat your own puke butters i'm in for five stan oh you guys clyde i've got three token throws in six that's 19 bucks kenny <laughs> butters tells him he can scoop it up in his r kelly thermos i forgot it was an r kelly thermos that's it and then as you said that's 19 bucks kenny kenny eats it kick ass dude and that's stan and kyle you know dude there might be something from this uh I was going to say, uh, I think that uh, Scoop is right, though. There is a lot of just what's and sure. Yeah. You can s- skip down. Yeah, I'm going to skip the sure. Uh, Jesus told Kenny that he's a prostitute. Is he? Yeah, am I? And then we, and then we go into that wonderful, wonderful song featuring Chef and James Taylor. Uh, Kenny telling the game the crazy... <clears throat> Kenny's show announcer, well, I'm going to give my grandfather a full-body sensual massage. Right. What are you, what's, what's, what are you going to do next? Right. Yep, I'm going to give my grandfather a full-body sensual massage. Uh, later on, on Howard Stern, he says 10 bucks for the, for the Hummer. And that is what Kenny said. And that's what Kenny said. Already, so let me scroll through all this nonsense of what Kenny didn't say. Okay, I hate you guys. Okay. I hate okay. you guys so much. So, <laughs> Tom Green is a is black. Tom Green is Canadian, but does not have a floppy head or beady eyes when he appears with Kenny on the Howard Stern show. Why is that? Sure, he's Canadian. Right, he is from Toronto. Kenny is the second of the gang to be sent to jail after Cartman threw a rock at Token. Token. Kenny is sent in for prostitution. Can't escape. Stephen Stotch can be seen in the crowd when Kenny eats dog poo on Jesus and Pals. He is wearing a red sweater instead of his usual shirt and tie. He is later present for the crazy Kenny show. In this episode, a small amount of a more 3D style is used. First, when Kenny is seen rotating on the podium at Jesus and Pals. Then when Kenny, or crazy Kenny, sits set rotates to reveal his grandpa ready for a full body massage when kenny eats the manatee spleen you can see his mouth quite clearly during the scene where james taylor and chef sing their song together the boys are crowded by a group of other children with annie nitz being on being one of them at the same time she could be seen by the doorway with red and another boy (laughs) got him (laughs) The accompanying music used in Chef's prostitution song would later be used in The Simpsons Already Did It. At the end, there is a kid that resembles one of the original four boys from Jesus' first Frosty. 
This is the last episode to feature Jesus' TV show, Jesus and Pals. Aww. In the episode Cow Days, the boys were familiar with what a prostitute was until the current episode they weren't. Wait, hold on. Uh, doesn't he, like, end up having an issue with... Oh, did he already have the issue with his ratings and shit? Yeah, we already saw yeah. that. Yeah, we already saw that. Okay, never mind then. Yeah, I think this... Mexican Starian Frog of Southern Sri Lanka. <laughs> <laughs> It's coming right for us! I'm looking right into it. <laughs> a, a segment of the episode features students at the University of Colorado. The architecture of the buildings and the distinct mountain range suggest that it is the University of Colorado at Boulder, alma mater of Matt Stone and Trey Parker. Yep. Hey, not to deviate for a second here since you talk about Boulder and Colorado. Um, the other day, or down the street from me, there is a location scoop, and I'm sure Joe already knows this. It's called Shotgun Willies. I'm assuming that that's what Whistling Willies is based off of. Nice. Um, not quite. No? Shotgun Willies is a fucking titty bar. Oh, then that's a deeper joke. That's kind of- <laughs> yeah. Because you're talking about the place that's right next door to the dispensary that has, like, yeah, the smoking butt gun apothecary. Yeah, no, Shotgun Willies is a titty bar, bro. Oh, okay. <laughs> games and, it, are you sure? Because this place said games and kids and shit on their sign. Are you Are you sure we're talking about the same place then? I'm pretty sure it, that's what it said. <laughs> but maybe, maybe I read the sign wrong. I don't know. I don't, I... Because if it's the one next door to the smoking gun apothecary, I'm like, I'm telling you that uh, that's a. That is, you've been living here a lot longer than me. It's it's in the same center as Target or same area as Target, right? Yeah, play and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, then maybe it's you're like, right. Maybe it's a titty it's like bar. on Kentucky or something. It's like right off the twenty five. I'm, I'm not sure. I just went down Colorado Boulevard. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It'd be off Colorado. Um, I'm sorry about that. Go ahead, Scoop. I just thought that was funny. That yeah. So maybe it is a parody, but they turn it into a kids thing too. That's hilarious. Oh, what, what, uh, that was the end of the trivia. Oh, it was? Oh, well, then I, I yeah. guess. Yeah, are you sh- yeah, like, here's the picture of it. I mean, you guys can see it. They won't be able to see it. They won't be able to see it. Here's Shotgun Willies out there. Yeah, bro, Shotgun that's a titty Willies. bar. <laughs> Founded in 1982, Shotgun Willies is Denver Metro's premier and most legendary gentlemen's club with 200 of the country's most gorgeous entertainers. God damn, that's hilarious. I should have gone in there thinking it was a Whistling Willies. Like, I was going to get pizza or play Chuck E. Oh, team. my God, that would have been amazing. If I had just gone in there like, all right, all right, what is this? <laughs> Ready to play some skee-ball, win some tickets, go home with a Chinese finger trap. Hey, that's what I was thinking. Uh, all right, Joe, take us away to pop culture. Uh, the lyrics... Cartman is singing just before his intervention is You'll Never Find Another Love Like Mine by Lou Rawls, as we discussed earlier, which is also a song, as I said earlier, that Token sings in the episode Wing. I actually knew this without having to read the (laughs) reference to pop culture at the end. Inside the radio studio, there is a poster of Elton John on the wall. The prostitute song is a parody of the James Taylor single Your Smiling Face. The radio station features controversial figures, Howard Stern, Tom Green, and Johnny Knoxville. Howard Stern is, of course, a shock jock and the host of The Howard Stern Show, which has been controversial due to remarks made by Stern as well as topics featured on the show. 
If you've never seen the movie Private Parts, it's on Peacock right now. Do yourself a favor. Uh, Tom Green is a comedian who, at the time of the original airing of the episode, was known for his MTV show, The Tom Green Show, which often featured him doing shock comedy. And we actually already covered uh, Johnny Knoxville as well, so I'm not going to touch on that again. In the creator's commentary, Trey and Matt mentioned that the B-plot featuring Kenny doing crazy acts was inspired by Jackass and the Tom Green Show, which were very popular at the time. Butters giving Kenny an R. Kelly thermos is referring to the singer who would later be trapped in the closet where he performs one of his songs. Is this around the same time that he was getting in trouble for uh, peeing on people? I'm not sure. Or was... Or was this foreshadowing it? Because I kind of figured there was another joke with R. Kelly scooping up bodily fluids. Oh, no, I didn't catch that. That's interesting. Because, you know, like R. Kelly peeing on bitches and all that, you know. No, I but, get it. I get what yeah, talking. yeah. I just don't know when all that was, and I'm not going to Google it right now because I really don't want to mute my microphone again. Get it, totally. So, and that is the oh. trivia for this week. All right. Well, uh, if you guys want to start here, Scoop, do you have any? What was your top moments here in this uh, episode? Um. So the overnight transformation of Cartman. <laughs> it was like, it's like, yo, how did he lose like what looked like forty? What it was like? 40, it was forty pounds, right? Or was it a hundred? It was just 40, forty pounds overnight. Overnight. Jesus, I don't even think you could lose that much with. Lipo, can you? I'm sure you're the. You guys know more about it, that stuff than I do. Would keep going, or yeah, you have more top lines. Yeah. Um, I like how during this whole episode, Kyle's kind of suspicious of Cartman, like the whole time, right. and like, but but like Cartman plays it off, but not in in Cartman style, but not in Cartman style. I don't know. I thought it was pretty cool. Good point, Joe. What were your? What did you like? What were some of your top moments? Toaster pastry chocolate mix butterball. <laughs> is that what it's called? That is what he calls it. And I'm going to have to try one of those myself. I totally don't care what I put into my system right now. <laughs> that, But that wonderful, wonderful heart attack on two toaster pastries sounds amazing. I may not do the full stick of butter, but <laughs> god damn. Yeah, I really liked um, as well, Scoop, the uh, transformation overnight. I liked Cartman's uh, manipulation sales tactics at Fat mm-hmm. Camp. Yeah. Like his little, his little store that he sets up at the Fat Camp. That'd be $4. Um, I could kind of relate to the Kenny thing, although I didn't go as extreme as eating like fecal matter and things like that. In junior high and like maybe my freshman year or so, I was kind of that dude that would eat anything for money. Like we would get like a small or like a small bag of fries and I could eat like the entire bag at once. Stupid crap like that. And then by the time I got to high school, it was I was eating blunt roaches for money. Oh. And because I thought it would get me higher. And now I wonder why I have stomach issues. <laughs> that might that might do it. I mean, <laughs> because I was swallowing tobacco at 16. I never did that, 
Um, I mean, I, my friends used to call me in high school the, the garbage disposal because I could eat anything. I have a very, I had a very high metabolism, and I would Same. Never, go ectomorphs garbage. But if I was out with my friends, or you're out with a girl, your your lady friends, I can't finish this. Yeah, I'll eat it. You know what I mean? That that's I was. that's that's the kind of kid I was. I was always eating and shit like that. So, uh, what else? I really liked. Um, I thought crazy candy. I mean, the whole concept of the pay per view—it's ridiculous. It's. Um, I think it was also kind of a play on the Jerry Springer stuff too, the over-the-top type talk shows that they're always doing crazy, ridiculous things, and how that ends up getting more ratings or more reaction versus somebody actually losing weight, which they had made it appear with Cartman, right? Yeah. Um. And there was a the point in the episode where uh, the kids at CU Boulder are all just trading this uh, VHS tape of uh, Crazy Kenny in the portage on for three days or whatever it was that they were trading on campus. I, I, and I'm surprised they didn't touch on it in the trivia. I feel is probably very similar to how Jesus versus Frosty or the spirit of whichever one it was, was probably getting passed around the campus when Matt and Trey made it in 92 or whenever it was that they were at school. Right, so it was almost a parody of themselves as well. People, yeah, check this out. Yeah, exactly. And like, I could be wrong on that, but like, it, the similarities there are just way too stark to not have been intentional. I don't disagree. Um, there wasn't really anything I disliked in this episode too much. I mean, there was some disgusting moments. It's like not an episode where I go. Oh, I fucking love that episode because it's funny. But the you know the parts of you know Kenny eating vomits and manatee, and then eventually the poop like that got the poop one part always gets you know, like Ew. yeah. Uh, but there wasn't too much I disliked. Um, the only thing I maybe I would say was that I felt like maybe maybe the story was just a little too rushed as far as the scenes right because all of a sudden he's overnight he's lost weight. Shows up the next day. Crazy Kenny's in New York. So, uh, you know, Miss Principal Victoria, as you pointed out, is in two places at once. So there were a little bit of inconsistencies there. Um, it looks like here we um, also have a little bit of a continuity I can go over here before we wrap things up. Yeah. And yeah. I, I might point out some of those things as well. So the continuity here, uh, the Antonio Banderas blow-up doll, who we've seen the love doll from Corn's Groovy Pirate Ghost Mystery, appears in the studio behind Howard Stern. So you're talking about that there. Uh, the pedophile who first dated Cartman and Cartman joins Nama is seen in Crazy Kenny Show studio without his mustache. Uh, I don't know if you put this here, but so was uh, Mr. Stotch. He was sitting right up front with like an orange shirt, um, Butter's dad. Um, uh, we mentioned that in trivia. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, Cartman says to another kid that when he was in prison, of course, he would sneak things into his prison by hiding it up his ass. That was, of course, to the reference to Cartman's silly hate crime 2000, which you can go back and find our review. Uh, Chef says that the boys are always asking him difficult questions. He doesn't want to answer such as where the clitoris is and what lesbians are. And, of course, one of the last things, a poster of Elton John. Can we see on the wall at the radio station? Of course, he was last seen in the Chef Aid. The stock footage from former episode was briefly shown in Timmy 2000. Um, that's your continuity, your top likes, your trivia, your pop culture, and your full review. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for another edition of Bow, Suck My Balls, the South Park View. Of course, like I mentioned at the top of the show, I'm your host and see with the ears clean. I'm lighting up green, your boy, MSG. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Matthew underscore Schaffer. Each and every week I review Light the Fuse, an AEW podcast review with Ben Amin and Chris Silvio. 
I also produce the New Force Order podcast on Hami Media Groups, hackerhami.podbean.com, as well as a litany of other stuff. And, uh, you know, I also manage patreon.com slash Stevie Ray TV. Sign up there for all the great content and follow him on Twitter at, Real, at Stevie Ray TV and on YouTube at Stevie Ray TV. Uh, Joe, do you have anything to say before we go? Uh, no, not this week. Okay. I'm Scoop. off this week. All right, Scoop. Time out, time out, time out. That's for you. All right. Well, guys, one more time. We want to thank our sponsors, which you heard the commercial in the episode, but bigboysclub.com. Visit bigboysclub.com. Use our code suckmyballspod. You'll save 15% off your order. Again, Big Boys, not just a brand, it's a lifestyle, as well as my brand new, our brand new sponsor, Roadcaster Pro for Hami Media Group. They supplied us with Roadcaster Pros, which you'll be hearing from uh, here on out. And you're going to hear right now as we end this episode of Suck My Balls. Thanks, guys, for another edition of Come on back now. You see, children, sometimes a man needs to be with a woman. But sometimes when the loving is over, the woman just wants to talk and talk and talk and talk. But a prostitute is someone who would love you no matter who you are, what you look like. Yes, it's true, children. But that's not why you pay a prostitute. No, you don't pay for her to stay. You pay her to leave afterward. That's why I praise the Lord for prostitutes. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. James Taylor. Prostitute is like any other woman, they all trade something for sex, and they do it well. That's why I say prostitutes, prostitutes, they all. James Taylor, what the hell are you doing in here? Saying about prostitutes to the children. Get out of here. These children trick me. Looking for some new podcasts to listen to? Well, Rat Sound Review Network has plenty of shows to choose from. Like Rat Sound Review where they discuss the latest rock and metal news, as well as interviews and albums. Album versus Album, the King Diamond Podcast, with Wayne Noon, Greg Noggle, and sometimes this guy. Smack him a gob! Ralph Vieira is also on our network with the Vieira Vault. There's also Old Man Metal's Musings, where he discusses heavy metal and beer. Music is Life with Lou Mavs. The Right Opinion for Those Who Love Politics. A South Park podcast called Suck My Balls. The Infinite Fringe. A watch-along wrestling show called Beyond Bushido, ex-Stradivarius guitarist, the Timo Tolki podcast, and the great Harry Barnett with I Don't Even Like Podcast and the Laughcast. So check out RatSoundReview.com or search RatSoundReview on YouTube, Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more.